0: Um, wow, guys, thanks for being here. This is actually the result of one of a, a class we just finished up, which was a spiritual gifts class. And it wasn't a huge class, but I love it when we have a smaller class because you can really go deep and answer people's questions. And today, if you're in that class, would you stand up? I see some of our people. All right. There we are. And there is, the hosts are not here, but they're amazing people. Natalia and Tom. Amen. It's so good. I wish I was like, had that anointing just to be like, the name came to me. It (laughs) would be amazing. Like, look at someone, just know their name. I need that. Um, But so, what's so exciting today is that they're actually the ministry team. So, I'm not going to speak super long. This is not like about James. This is actually just a little teaser. I want to give a little taste for SSM, because I would love anyone who's not done SSM to join, and at least give us a shot, and, and let us bless you, you know, we want you just, we want the body of Christ encouraged, strengthened, uh, strengthened in their destiny, and so uh, really, my heart is to that you would join SSM, that you'd, you'd be part of our tribe, and then pour back into this church, but today, our ministry team are these guys, and they're going to have the opportunity to give some words, maybe some words of knowledge, prophetic words, stuff like that. And take a risk. So I like to say that pressure makes the oil come out, right? So if you've got olives and you want olive oil, you got to put pressure on the olive to get the oil, right? And likewise, you're Christians. We're full of oil. We're full of Holy Spirit. But sometimes you need the context of pressure to get that oil to come out, right? It's not going to happen if you're just comfortable not taking any risks. It's not going to be consistent oil, but if you, put it, if you consistently put yourself in a place of risk where you need God to show up, it's like you're on the tree and you're just sawing the branch off. You're like, well, I hope God shows up. And then he does. And that's where you can just find God's presence when uh, you are just taking such a risk that you're gonna look either really dumb or God's gonna look really amazing. And you're gonna just be <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> Which I love. I, that, sound, that sounds scary. If someone, when I was like a new believer, when I was a new believer, I thought I would love to go pray for people and see them healed. But the idea of actually going up to someone was so terrifying to me. And now, you know, this is like 20 years later. I'm like, that's like so normal. I do that all the time. Like, kid, I'm at the grocery store and mom's like, "Where? where's dad? He's like, oh, he's praying for someone at Vallarta. You know, like that's just so, that's like part of my life now. So where before that was terrifying. So I, my, what I love doing is help people overcome that fear and really see that, that who Christ in you is so much more powerful than what people think about you, so much more powerful than even what you think about yourself, and what you you even can perceive that God would do with you, and even what you could imagine that God would do with your life, there's so much more that he can do. Like, he's outside of your mind. The ideas of what he has and your potential are so much greater than what you can perceive, and so I get pumped up about that. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today, God. We just ask that you would demonstrate your kind affections towards us, Lord. I I just thank you that you're a good God, that you love us, that you're kind, that you're good. God, I pray that you would um, speak to us, help. We just bless those, put a hand on our students who are going to be taking risks today. God, we just ask that you would anoint them <laughs> powerfully with the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you that the righteous are as bold as a lion, and so I thank you for the righteous ones here, that they'll be full of the Holy Spirit to demonstrate your goodness and your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Um. So, I don't know, sometimes I get really weird phrases, like, people come up to me and say some unusual things. The most recently unusual thing is people will say, James, you intimidate me. And I don't think I'm a very intimidating person. I think I'm just, like, a nice guy that makes some funny jokes that my wife doesn't always think are funny. <laughs> that's normal. Pretty normal, dude. But, you know, and I love, I love seeing Jesus do what Jesus does, you know, and that, but I was just, had a number of people be like, that's intimidating, and so... I don't I don't really get that i I want to make on ramps for people and it's not like I go around like looking in people's lives like what's your secret sin? I don't care like I've got enough stuff in my life that I don't need to go into yours i got I got problems of my own right um, but uh I think what I'd like people to know is that stepping into the supernatural and for me it was not something that I came in with great confidence in that I was like I know what I'm doing I, I was actually this i got kind of snookered into this by the Holy Spirit because of my unbelief. And I was just willing to say, like, I'm I'm like a Thomas. I'm not like someone like Peter that's like got great faith and is so bold. I'm like, I'm like the guy like, man, I gotta put my finger in your hole in your finger, you know, arm in and, and your hands, and I gotta touch the side and I gotta see this as real before I'm gonna commit to it. Cause if you if you take a step back, like how many of us were raised in church? You know, like you're a Christian, you've known about Christianity since you were a little kid. If you take a step back from the story, it's a weird story, okay? just I'm not trying to be irreverent, but we believe 2,000 years ago this Jewish guy came and that he did some magic and then he died, then he rose from the dead, then he floated up to heaven and he lives forever. And if you believe in him, all your bad stuff will go away. Okay, that's a weird story. I'm sorry. That's unusual, Compared to like what you live every day, that is a weird thing to believe in. And yet, I believe it. But I believe it because I've encountered the power of it. And that God, he's a God of signs. Did you know that? That Christianity is a supernatural religion through and through. And you believe it, you're supposed to believe it, not just because you're like convince yourself or your culture tells you to believe it, but you believe it because you encounter the God of it, Okay. And the the way that we encounter the God of Christianity is often through signs and wonders, that he invades our everyday life, and it gives us confidence to believe him. Um, So I'm just going to give signs. I'm going to—actually, this whole sermon is about signs, that God is a God of signs. And why is he a God of signs? Because that's a weird thing. Like, wouldn't it be great if you're like, I believe in Jesus, and then Jesus is like, hey, it's me, Jesus. I'm ready to— Be your best body. You're like, wouldn't that be great if that's what happened with Christianity? But instead, it's like God entreats you with, like, signs and with his voice and with miracles. And it encourages your faith to continue to believe him and encounter him and continue this journey in in knowing God. Okay? So, in 2008, I'd recently come off the mission field. And I'd seen some deaf people healed in Thailand. And uh, the first person I saw healed of deafness, I didn't even believe like in my heart when I was praying for her, I didn't really believe that she would be healed. But I was just saying the right thing because she came to me for prayer. And I was like, you know, just believe God that he's good. And I put, prayed for her. And I was like ready for her to, you know, if she's going to heal, do you think like, are they going to fall down? Are they going to shake? Or what's going to happen? But nothing. I just prayed for her. I said, well, how, how do you feel? She's like, oh, I can hear now. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> really? And I got her brother. I was like, was she deaf? He's like, she's been deaf since birth in this year. I was like, that's amazing. So I was like testing it. Like, really? She's like, yeah, I'm healed, just like you said. And I was like, yeah, of course. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) And so I just, I came back to the United States, and I thought, God doesn't change because you cross a border, right? He's like, Jesus without borders, God without borders. So why, why do I have a higher expectation for breakthrough out of this country than inside? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to believe God for breakthrough in hearing and ear issues in America, and here's what, this was my theory, my hypothesis on breakthrough, which I think is true to this day, is that if you put yourself in the position of risk, of doing it over and over, there and that you actively pursue it, even when it seems like you're not being successful, but you continue to be enduring on the will of God, it will eventually lead to breakthrough. But If you just hope that it drops in your life and you keep praying and you take no risk, you'll probably not see it. And I'd just seen this in a small aspect, but I wanted to see it in hearing issues and deafness, okay? So then I was like, in the month of 2000, this was 2008 in April, I'm gonna pray for every deaf person I see. I don't care if they're like 102 and they got hearing aids, I'm praying for them. And so I just prayed for everybody. I hunted. I was like stalking people. I even, I saw this guy with a thing in his ear. He was just a security guard. I was like, oh, sorry, man. You know, <laughs> like I'm praying for everybody. <laughs> Zero people got healed. <laughs> Goose egg. It was like nine or 10 people. And, um, and so I was like, all right, well, you know, I know I sowed the seed of faith. In just by activating my faith, by believing God, I, of course, I don't feel like, I would love to look awesome and have people get their hearing back, but that's okay. Like, I trust God is going to do something good with this. So then, that was April. In June, I went down to uh, Honduras with the strength team, okay? So those guys that, like, break stuff for Jesus are like, Jesus is Lord! (laughs) You know, like, I was not breaking things for the Lord. I was, like, running the evangelism team. And I was, uh, it's actually a Baptist ministry, but they brought us down. They didn't know that I snuck in the back door, you know. And so my job was to hand out um, radios that were programmed to, like, Christian channels. They're solar-powered. And I was in this, like, refugee village. So I'm just going around, passing these out. And I've got a translator named Oscar. And we're just going, passing these out. We get to this guy's house. And uh, he's deaf. He's, like, super old, too. But he's, like, you know, we're, like, hey, do you want this radio? He's, like, como? You know, so... We're like yelling, like, do you want the radio? You know, and it's just like back and forth. And he's like, he just stops and he's like, can you pray for me? I'm deaf. And so i like, okay, so. <laughs> Why don't we think of that? <laughs> so I put my hands on him, and I was like, you know, in the name of Jesus, I command your ears to open and uh, be healed. It's a very simple prayer. And then he's, we said, oh, how do you feel? And he's like, my ears are cracking, and it feels... It, like a bug came out of my ears. I was like, okay. So I keep praying because you're getting some effect, which continue in the prayer. So prayed again, same sort of thing, prayed a third time, but his hearing hadn't come back. So then we're like, God loves you. Here's this radio. So we went to the next house. And so we do the same spiel at the house. We come out and he, the old man had sent his friend, come back. His hearing he is restored. He can, he can hear now. So we go back and it was like for, you know, five minutes before we're like, can you hear, do you want the radio? And now we're just having normal conversation. And he's crying and he said, I have been deaf for over 20 years and I've had a headache for five months and whenever I stand, I'm very dizzy. And I, in the morning I get up and I ask God to heal me and God sent you. And we're all just like, ah, you know, it was like so touching and he was so grateful of what God had done. And that moment was a sign for me. And it, what something shifted in my own spiritual life was that I'd invested in the breakthrough in April. I'd, and then I was still out of the country in America, but at least I'm in Honduras. I see a radical breakthrough, healing uh, of deafness. And then ever since then, I've had breakthrough in seeing hearing, tinnitus, inner ear issues, water behind the eardrums, eustachian tube deformities, those sort of things healed consistently. And so signs point to a shift they point to the promise and they point to uh future redemption okay so so, i'm gonna just go over why why are we have a christianity why is christianity full of signs like what is this about but you should pursue signs in your life that god is with you and i'm just going to talk briefly go over why do we have signs today i hope this ministry team sees some people healed and that is a sign to them that they can have rock solid foundation faith in who jesus is and it keeps them going all right all right, so, for one, signs confirm covenants, all right? So Isaac was a sign of the Abrahamic covenant, right? So God had promised Abraham, like, I'm going to give you a son, even in your old age, and through uh, through you, I'm going to bless every nation on the earth. And then Isaac, the son of promise, was the sign of that covenant, okay? Secondly, in the Mosaic covenant, uh The deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt, the manifestation of the fire on the mountain was a sign to them that God wanted to have an eternal covenant with them. So there was a sign in that covenant. And then, of course, all the provision in the wilderness, like the manna and the water coming out of the rocks. These were all signs and encounters that were an invitation to the children of Israel to enter into the fullness of the covenant that he had for them. So signs in that way... uh, demonstrated the covenant now we have the infilling of the holy spirit the down payment of your redemption is a sign to you of the new covenant at work in your life okay so being filled with the holy spirit actively pursuing the baptism of the holy spirit and that when the holy spirit when you talk to god and that thing resonates in you that says you are a child of god like it says in romans that is a sign of the new covenant being active in your life okay and beyond that There are many other signs that you're, not only are you a believer, but signs that confirm that Jesus is alive, okay? So, um, secondly, signs provide a foundation for your faith. And that Apostle Paul says, this is 1 Corinthians 2, 2 through 5. He says, "For For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so that's really a life verse for me, is that your faith should not be rooted in great apologetics, though those things can be very helpful. I enjoy those, the Kent Hovind stuff, you know, like dinosaurs, 6,000 years ago. Okay, that's interesting. Like, but I'm saying that even the Ravi Zacharias of the world, like that stuff's very helpful, and I enjoy it. But my faith is not founded in Christ because people have a great argument for why you should believe in Jesus. My, my faith is because I've encountered the living God, because he has entered into my life And I'm not believing someone else's testimony, but I have personally encountered Jesus. I have personally encountered the power of God and on a consistent basis where I can say, listen, something is different about this God, Jesus Christ. You shouldn't meet him because he will encounter you in the same way he encountered me. He wants to. He wants to invade your life. And that is a signs-based faith. And that It doesn't matter for me if USA Today or Newsweek or whatever comes out with why you shouldn't believe in the resurrection. That's irrelevant to me because I encountered the power of the resurrection. I encountered Jesus. He's alive, and he lives in me. So, I mean, argue all you want. Let me just show you the power of God, and then, then we'll talk about who is God. And so Christians themselves become the living sign of the New Testament. Okay? When God uses you to heal the sick, when God uses you to prophesy, induces you outside of the bounds of what you even could imagine that is a sign to the world that god is alive all right so god is a god of demonstration which is awesome it is so fun i can't tell you how fun it is to watch someone who's deaf get their hearing back and watch them hear sound for the first time it is like their face is like the best it's like oh. <laughs> just perplexed at the sound of sound is so fun so I, I love doing that stuff, and I love helping people enter into that stuff. Um, I was reading an article today on, Re- uh, actually this week, on Reddit. So I don't know if you get on Reddit, but I'm always on the front page just scrolling. And so I was reading, I was reading this um, article, and it was about a, a Wycliffe missionary who went down to a tribe in Brazil. And this was like one of the very, like super unreached tribe. And no one, they had a very distinct linguistic uh, aspect of their language so that he was like the only person that had learned it and so he had there actually had been a missionary before him uh, but had not been successful so we went down there to give them the scriptures to be a translator and he you know built great relationship with them and um, so then they said they put just put up the question to him he's like you tell us about Jesus but have you ever met Jesus and he's like well no He's like, and they said, well, then why are you telling us about someone that you've not even met? Why are we supposed to believe in someone that you never even met? And they said, we don't want to hear about Jesus anymore. We like you. You're a nice person. You're welcome to be here. But Jesus we're not interested in unless you can show us Jesus. And I was like... I'm reading this article like this is the moment when you come on the scene when you pray for the sick when you demonstrate who Jesus is okay because Jesus he may not float down in your ministry time and be like hey I'm Jesus but you can <laughs> you can demonstrate the power of God that is what the whole that is how evangelism works it is to demonstrate the nature of God through signs ministry And so whether that is hearing his voice, that is praying for the sick, that is giving a word of knowledge, but God wants to show up in a way that's powerful so that you will believe him so that other people will believe him. And that's just how this stuff works. I wish it was different. If it was different and there was like a more easy way, I'd do that. I'd be like, yes, Lord, that's great. But unfortunately, this is how God set it up. And so we have to be committed to not only encountering him on a regular basis and letting that be a foundation of our faith, but actually actively helping cultivate that in our lives okay so i love the gifts of the holy spirit so much they're so fun it is so fun to like have god put a gift in your life and then have that thing start to work and and it's i like to help people take that from a level of like talent that god has given you to the raw gifting and cultivate that thing with like intentionality and continual risk and making it helping it grow so that it becomes something that's super powerful Okay, because every gift that you receive, and I hope, we'll pray for people, and I'm sure you'll receive some gifts of the Holy Spirit today, but it comes in like a seed form. It's going to come in a a way that's going to take your sort of, your need to nurture it and to steward it and to put it in the right context in order for it to grow and become very fruitful in your life. But anyone can do it. I mean, it's not like, I promise you, James is not like the special guy. In fact, when I was a kid at church and they'd have the big speaker come and pray, it'd be like, Mahesh Chavda, I don't know if you know who that is, but he would come to our church all the time. And so he would pray and like, he'd like, this one, this is like the guy on my right hand side, God loves you. You're going to be amazing. You're called to missions. And then he'd get to me. He's like, God just loves you so much. And then yeah, the next person's like, you're incredible. <laughs> and I was like, Hey man, what about me? <laughs> Why aren't I important? <laughs> like, you know, and literally I had no like awesome words. I had nothing that was like You're incredible, James. So I promise, everything that I've cultivated in my life is because I asked for it. I was a decent steward of it. Not perfect, but decent. And then it turned into something that was blessing to other people. Okay? And so anybody, if you're faithful, can do that, right? I'm not like the superstar. There's no light at my birth. I'm just a guy (laughs) loving Jesus, understanding he works through signs and wonders, and that's just how it is. So, all right. That's to encourage everyone. All right. Um, so signs are a declaration to the world that God is alive and also that they point to the nature. See, my wife, she's like, I can't handle this. this is... Where's the real preacher? Just kidding. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Stop it! All right, so they point to the na- to the nature of who God really is, right? So you, we come to Christ in, in whatever, even if we're raised in a great family, but we have assumptions of what God is like that are not right, okay? You have a part of our mind that is unrenewed, and it, we're in the process of partnering with the Holy Spirit, so it's renewed to think how God thinks and to be more Christ-like, and that's just the process of sanctification. So... Um, we have assumptions of what God is like. Often we come to him like maybe that God is an angry God or that God is a God who's going to judge us if we don't do the right thing or that God, is his voice is a driven voice. I mean, there's some people who I've met that they think that the voice they hear is the Holy Spirit, but I can tell you it's not because, and this is, maybe there's someone here like this is why I'm telling this, is that the way they hear God, it's very like, you need to do this or else this will happen. You need to go to the in and out or else this person's going to die. Okay, that... Is a spirit, that's a, a spirit that would drive you to do things. Okay, that is, not, that is not the Holy Spirit. So if you hear God that way, you can be free today of hearing because God is a good God. He's a kind God and he's a God of a million chances in that even if you mess up, let's say you want to hear the Holy Spirit and you're wanting to take risks, you mess up and you chicken out at the last moment, God is not mad at you. He's not here to judge you. He's not throwing a lightning bolt at you. He's super kind. And if you just say, God, I blew it. I'm sorry I chickened out. I want to be more bold. Please help me with my boldness and give me another chance and I'll I'll go for it. And he's the God of a million chances. He's not a God that's like angry and here to punish you because you messed up. Like that's not how God is. And so He's a God full of grace. And it's about your heart being open and tender to what he wants to do. Even and I'll tell you, there's times I still mess it up. There's times I still chicken out. And people ask me, like, are you scared when you do power evangelism? I'm scared every time. Every time I'm nervous. Because I'm human, man, and I'm doing something that, I'm stepping into a supernatural realm that only God can come through and do. I don't have the ability to tell people anything about their life. I'm not that good a guesser. I can't even remember people's names, (laughs) right? But I do know that if you put the gospel in the right context, you will enter into his story that he's been telling for thousands of years. And it's greater than my story. It's greater than my testimony. And really, I have confidence in the gospel because it's an amazing story of God's love for humanity. And really, the signs, the power of the gospel is because of Jesus, not because of James. And James's ability, all I have to do is be available, right? So, I mean, if you're willing to be available, God will use you by you simply saying yes. And even when your yes is a chickened out no, you can still say yes in the future, right? He's a good God. He loves you. Amen. Be free. How, how many times have you chickened out? Me, I'm like on the probably thousands. I'm like, oh God, I'm so bold, I'm going to do it today. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my biggest pro tip, because we all do this, is instant obedience yields powerful results. Okay, so you, you might be like stepping out, like thinking, oh God, I want to pray for someone who's my assignment today, and then you're at Target, and you see that person, you're like, oh, there's the person with the green shirt, Lord, I know that's them, and you're just like, prayer, emergency tongues, da da you're going, and then and then you start negotiating. You're like, God, if that's really you, can that person drop the can of corn? And then I'll know. I'll know that's them. I'm gonna go talk to them. <laughs> or, you're like, or you walk away, you're like, God, if, if that's them, help them come around to aisle 13, I'll be there. Aisle 13. You're like, no, no. If you hear it in the moment, and it's even 95% right, take the risk. You know, it, everything, your words of knowledge do not have to be perfect or exact in order for you to take the risk. I mean. I encourage you, over-risk and under-chicken out. <laughs> How about that? Err on the side of just obedience, then disobedience, okay? Because eventually, let's say you keep messing up, and I, I love to do this because I'm working on, I, I look up to Sean Boltz. How many people hear his words? You're like, dang, I want that. I want that so badly. And so I'm like, God, I want to get names, Lord. So here's my latest tactic. I'll just share with you my process is I'm like, I go to the fast food restaurant. I'm like, holy spirit, give me some names of the workers. And so then I get up to pay and I'm like, hey, is Susie here? They're like, no, there's no Susie here. I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm." (laughs) You know, that's like, there you can experiment and like easy out, right? It's more awkward to walk up to someone on the street and be like, hey, John. They're like, I'm not John. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) But I know you have to be persistent in the risk in order to break in, right? And so... I that's just my problem. It's, it is working probably like 10% of the time at this point, which is probably close to guessing, <laughs> but, but at least I'm putting myself in position to try, right? So, <laughs> so there, that's a free one. You'd be driving around to KFC, you're like, is Charles here? <laughs> but I don't, here's, it hasn't been right yet, so I don't know if they show up and be like, okay, Charles, the Lord says, um, <laughs> I've, I've got to have some backup. Hopefully I got something more than like your name. <laughs> Oh, someone who filled my water. <laughs> Amen. I hope we're having fun. <laughs> All right. So, also, signs should qu- help us question what we believe is reality, okay? So, you have an everyday reality, something you anticipate, and it may not be God's perfect will for your life. And so, signs are a wake-up call to say, hey, maybe I'm not approaching God or knowing God in the way that I should. And so, Really, there's a, a level of interpretation of the signs that happen in our life in the way that we treasure them and value them. And so I think sometimes, especially in our charismatic culture, we get very enculturated to having things happen, enculturated to hearing the Lord's voice, into having dreams, into having uh, healings happen, where sometimes if we don't, aren't intentional about valuing it, we lose the power of it. Okay? So just because it happens all the time isn't, doesn't mean it's like we shouldn't approach it with an attitude of gratefulness. Or um, behold it in a way that's like, wow, what is God saying in this? Instead of just having something happen and then passing on it. Like, there's a level of just appreciating what God has done, even if it's small stuff, that helps it increase. And so I've really found this, like, when you take even the small things of someone's back getting healed or cold or something that, we've just seen that so many times, but you value and treasure it, there's something beautiful in it about God's nature. And then it's appreciated and not, I don't know, I don't know if waste is the right word, but, the nutrients of it are extracted for your own personal yeah. growth, okay? So I've had this, even doing power evangelism for so many years, I tell this story a lot in school, but I had this friend of mine named Jade, and we were creative writing majors together at the University of Montana. And during that process, when I was in college, I actually came to Christ and fully dedicated my life to Jesus. And But Jade, I'd known her before I was a Christian, and I knew her after. And so a few years after I graduated, I was at the fairgrounds at the county fair, I had a evangelism booth and we're praying for people. And Jade comes walking up on crutches and has a leg brace on. I said, Jade, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I was at the bar and this fat guy fell on me. You know, she's kind of just going off. (laughs) I got, I hurt my leg. I was like, well, what happened? She's like, I didn't go to the doctor, but I can't walk on it. So I was like, Jade, could I pray for you? And I just simple prayer, prayed for her, blessed her. She didn't feel anything, but the next day she woke up and she was healed. And so um, then a few months after that, I saw her, and I was like, she's like, you know what? I got to tell you, the weirdest thing. You prayed for me, and the next morning, I woke up. And I I was like, I just launched with the gospel. I was like, Jade, Jesus loves you so much, and just let her know how much God cares that he saw her, that he met her in her situation. And then she's like, the universe, man. And I was like, no, Jade, not the universe. (laughs) Jesus, God of the universe, (laughs) creator of all things, not the universe. This isn't like... The secret, <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ, the son of God. And so she did not behold the sign. She did not get the nutrients of it. The point of God healing her was to lead her to a relationship with Jesus. And yet if the signs go interpreted, uninterpreted or undigested, then we don't get the benefit of them. We don't get the encounter, the future encounter that God has in it for us, okay? So I wanna encourage you, what are the foundation signs in your life? Why do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe it because it's a good argument or because your family said you should believe it or you always have? Or have you encountered the living God? Because if this isn't real, I'm just going to be honest with you, this is a big waste of time. I mean, I'm sure you're great friends and good people. But if God isn't real, like I've lost a lot of Sundays, like thousands, where I could have just been like sleeping and chilling, right? Netflix and chill. <laughs> but I happen to believe that God is alive. He, Jesus is for real. The gospel is real. Miracles are real. The Holy Spirit is real. And therefore, Christianity is real. And I have a science-based encounter. No one can talk me out of my faith in Christ. And I want everyone in this room to have a like encounter that you know in your knower that no matter what storm comes your way, your faith is rooted and grounded in an encounter with the living God. All right? And so that is my my spiel. I want you to know Jesus. I want you to